0: Hey,
1: this is Matt Franco.
0: And this is Eric Dittleman. Welcome to Mind Over Magic.
1: What's up? This is magician Matt Franco. I'm here with mentalist Eric Dittleman. Mind reader, Eric Dittleman. I should say mind reader, not mentalist. Yeah, I don't think
0: it matters. (laughs) Okay, fair (laughs) enough. Either way, it's fine.
1: (laughs) Nonetheless, this is called Mind Over Magic. We're here for episode 42. Lots going on, lots coming up, starting with the, uh, the first show I've attended in over a couple of years, Big Circus, here in Vegas, outdoors.
0: You went to an actual live
1: show, Matt. How exciting. <laughs> Very exciting. And guess where it took place? Outdoors, I assume. The same place where we played golf with Steve Harvey.
0: Oh, no way. <laughs> it was really at that, gol- that country club?
1: I believe so. I think it was the exact same <laughs> one, yeah.
0: Because I was going to ask. I was like, I, I saw the photos that you, that you were posting, and I was just like, where is this open field in Vegas? I don't remember, just random open fields. We actually do have those too,
1: believe it okay. or not. Okay. <laughs> but that's not what this was. This was a golf course. Okay.
0: And so it was actually like on the – where people play golf? Like Absolutely, on right the- on the green. Mm-hmm. Oh, that seems dangerous for like w- –
1: Oh, no, they're not playing while the circus no, no, is going no, on. No. <laughs> That's
0: not, I meant more dangerous in terms of lawn care. <laughs> ah,
1: it might be. You know, so I also happen to be on a golf course, uh, and not far from that one, actually. And I think once or twice a year, we actually, this is even pre-COVID, mm-hmm. we have uh, a live stage show event where they set up a whole stage and lighting and everything. Uh, this past year, it was called Woodstock um and they had a you know which was really just like a who cover band but um right you know they have a live live show
0: every year too but they named it after the most famous music festival ever Uh,
1: no it was like that was the idea (laughs) oh okay it It was was it was supposed
0: to be yeah (laughs) like a woodstock theme but like
1: the band they hired definitely like just
0: specialized in the who oh okay yeah yeah (laughs) they got a who cover band because it's of that era Yeah,
1: like, the previous year, they they actually did Elton John. Not not the real Elton John, but, like, an Elton John tribute. Yeah. But this year, they pretended it was Woodstock.
0: Okay. Yeah. It still feels dangerous in terms of lawn care. I know golf (laughs) courses... (laughs) are very particular. Uh, But uh, I guess that's the the country club's problem, and I shouldn't be worried about other people's lawns, especially since I don't even have a lawn in New York City.
1: (laughs) My my point is they have it figured out because they've been doing this even pre-COVID. So, Gotcha.
0: Now, imagine how more fun and exciting the circus show would be if people were still playing golf like they could yes. be they could be <laughs> hitting the balls at the jugglers who then catch them and then throw them up to juggle more golf balls <laughs> <laughs> that is true that is true um so tell me about the show what was the show <laughs> what like well was the show it was put
1: it was put on by a company called Cirque Mechanics which is okay. owned and operated by uh, a friend of mine named Chris Lashua Mm. who runs essentially a circus company that's normally on tour, Mm -hmm. but they put this together where the audience actually sits on golf carts.
0: Okay, yeah. Uh,
1: Those are like the the seats that are um, around sort of the back edge, 250 people total, uh, sold out every night. It was four nights. They also have seats uh, on the actual lawn as well as like lawn chairs too. Lawn chairs without legs. Yeah, So you could sit low in the front and then lawn chairs with legs and then also golf carts. So like interesting stadium style. Seating. Yeah,
0: I was going to say they made their own tiered system. That's pretty great. And, uh, yeah. and having the golf carts, there's like a drive-in almost. Like, yes. <laughs> so. Yes, and they
1: provided those so you don't actually have to drive them in.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yep, they had a food concession stand. They had like, uh, you know, burgers and hot
0: dogs and also like a veggie option, which was cool. I'm very sad I was not at this event. This sounds like right up my alley. <laughs> you I I mean <laughs>
1: I because we this. because we talk frequently it's seldom that like we'll will use like um like Instagram for example to like chat back and forth to yeah. each other. But you you had to. You just couldn't resist I know. when you saw that I was at the circus. I, you
0: you wrote that you were excited about I it. Was, I could just tell. I was excited. <laughs> I, I was I had a little bit of FOMO of not being in Vegas. I just love the circus and love going to events. And uh, I mean, that's a fun way to do it outdoors and socially distanced. I mean, uh, usually it's under a a tent, which brings its own, you know, interesting problems in this time we're in. But uh, just do it outdoors. I mean, I guess the... the the only things that are really affected are like the aerial rigs. If you don't have like the the scaffolding, but from the photos, it looked like there was some scaffolding and they did some aerial stuff. And oh yeah, that yeah.
1: scaffolding was great. It moved. It spun. It what? got pedaled around. So, yeah. So the whole thing is is uh, so the guy Chris comes from the BMX world. Mm. Uh, he used to be a BMX rider and as a circus performer. So the whole theme of this show is sort of pedal punk it's like this steampunk theme but like there are a lot lots of bikes
0: okay sure um
1: my friend blake hicks who uh sort of followed in chris's footsteps uh does bmx he's in the show uh so he does his act in the show but also is a character throughout the show what an amazing time what an amazing show um what an amazing audience so we had some of our friends there oh we did ice we did the ice cream social podcast yes so Matt Donnelly was present at the show.
0: Very nice. Very good. With,
1: with his kids. Um, I didn't actually get a chance to talk to Matt, really, though, because, uh, you know, the show was about to start as as he was coming in, I think. But I did see uh, Penn, Gillette, which is, uh, you know, the, the talking, large, uh, taller half of the famous magic duo.
0: Yes, and I, I knew who you were talking about with just the Penn part. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you had to (laughs) specify for all those other people named Penn. Because it's
1: such a common name, you know? (laughs) I just had to make sure I specify who I'm talking about. But he was there with uh, his whole family. Mm -hmm. Um, Michael Goudot was there, also from Penn Sunday School. Sure. You had the whole
0: Penn Sunday School team almost, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it it, it was – you know and Penn comes from a, a circus background himself so maybe right. that's one of the reasons he was there I didn't know you know I don't think we each other we knew where we were going I did get to see Matt a lot um you know I, I talked to Penn and his family and got to catch up because we hadn't seen each other in a very long time pre mm. pre-pandemic yeah uh, but with Matt I didn't really get to chat with him unfortunately but but I did get to see him throughout the show reacting to things he was like a little kid because he was Basically right in front of me. Is as, as much as right in front of you can be in a social distance.
0: Wait, are you were you just like 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 stalking or like staring at him the whole show? Well there were moments
1: where things happened right in the middle of the audience. Okay. Where he was in my direct Matt was in my direct line of vision.
0: Oh, okay. All right. So So you weren't going out of your way to like.
1: (laughs) No, it it just didn't. Maybe I would have if I had to, but it didn't require it. (laughs) Um, But there were moments where like, you know, things would be happening sort of behind him and he had to Mm -hmm. actually spin around to see it. And now I can just see the performance and Matt Donnelly reacting to, you know, circus acrobatics at the same time, which is a really pleasurable position to be in.
0: That is nice. And uh, we'll give him a quick shout out, too, because it was a birthday just this week, I believe. So uh, yeah, very fun. We're gonna have to get those guys onto our podcast since we did their podcast. I think they committed on air yeah. that they were gonna do yeah. it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, well. So we'll get it done. Oh my gosh, we we'll talked to, about. We'll have to well, get a, a website ahead. first. Yeah,
0: <laughs> 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 otherwise we're never gonna hear the end of it.
1: Matt Donnelly from Ice Cream Social gave us such a hard time on the air for not having a website for our podcast, but you know, or or at least a link to it on our own website. Right. Um. I uh, I couldn't believe because we've actually I think talked about the story of pulling Penn's son on stage yes. during my show. We talked about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, he's not a little kid anymore. No. No. Oh my gosh, he's so much taller than me. <laughs> Unbelievable! I couldn't believe. Like um, his wife Emily was like, Matt, this is Zoltan. Remember Zoltan? I'm like, oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> I mean, Penn's a tall man. I mean, yeah,
1: he he, he Yeah, he definitely looks like he's followed in his footsteps in the growth spurt. Yeah. But it's crazy how, how it's fast wild. kids grow up. I mean, yeah. I know you can't estimate kids' ages. Or, that's like a throwback to episode one or something.
0: Or just anything with numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: anything with numbers. But um, it is crazy how like fast they grow up. I see it with mm-hmm. my nieces. I see it, it. But, I mean, yeah, it's like, whoa, that's like an adult now. Crazy.
0: Yeah. But you had a good mm-hmm. time with the circus? Did you... Did, uh, what was like the highlight for you? Uh,
1: seeing, seeing my friend, I have a couple mm-hmm. of friends in the show. So that's like, you know, um, fun to see, uh, definitely a highlight. I never got to see my friend Blake actually do his BMX act. So this mm. is my first time actually getting to see it. So that was really cool. The trampoline was a huge highlight. Ooh. Um, I don't know if this is too much of a spoiler. I I'm just, I'm going to tell it because it, I think it shows that this wasn't just, uh, a circus where people kind of came out and a variety show where people came out, did their act and left the stage, but there was sort of a nice through line.
0: We've got the scoop here at mind over magic podcast. We do.
1: (laughs) There was a bicycle that, um, Blake's character was riding. Blake Mm -hmm. has a a huge Mohawk, like a 12 inch Mohawk. That's blue and it's real. Anyway, that's just trying to paint the picture. I'm painting the picture. So you follow here and the bike had square wheels. Oh, fun. So you can't ride it.
0: Uh, I mean, if you get enough momentum, right? I don't think so. I I think I it's impossible to ride. I think it's just impossible to get going. But once it's spinning, you're 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 on the points of the square going around. Oh, I don't know. I've never yeah? seen that done. I so I I've will say it. that's not that's <laughs> not the climax. Okay, great.
1: Um, but anyway, so like the bit is he he's unable to ride the square bike, and like interstitially throughout the show like there are attempts Mm -hmm. where like he gets on the the bike with the square wheels and like other people help push it along yeah and it's always kind of a fail and he kind of walks off frustrated and the audience is cheering him on do it do it you know Mm -hmm. and and he kind of takes it uh in a frustrated way and then at the very end of the show it does come full circle um it's not just by riding it through like brute strength but there's actually like a um Like a a gimmick, a a tool, a piece of scenery that goes on stage that enables one to be able to triumphantly ride across the stage. And that was like a really fun moment because it was like, it gave it a little heart. It was nice. So this wasn't just a limited run thing. This is going to be going on for a while. No, they did, uh, I think, three or four nights. And
0: then they're done? Yeah. Yeah, this was a test run. Oh, I was going to say, because what are you spoiling then if it's (laughs) over?
1: oh uh, well i don't know if they tore with that bit okay, i just don't gotcha. know but yeah, i mean yeah. hopefully i'm giving it um hopefully i'm giving it the the praise that it deserves so that you know people would actually want to see what right. i'm describing yeah. <laughs> no i want to see it i'm super jealous
0: I, I i can't wait to see any live performance and going even near you know a bunch of my friends again <laughs> So. This is the most jealous I've ever seen you in the
1: 10 11 years that we've known each other. No. Honestly, N- no. Mean, Name
0: one more time. Uh, I can't think of one off the top of my head, but yeah, I, I love it's... that you think there is one. <laughs> I just like. I've never. You've like never shown us. I I I just miss like um I would go to the Big Apple Circus when it was here like oh Lincoln yeah I've Center been there yeah stuff like that and mm-hmm. I famously took my mom to the Ringling Brothers Circus. Uh, back in massachusetts and we had lunch with our friend larry the clown uh my friend larry the clown (laughs) and Mm -hmm. uh my mom still talks about lunch with the clown so i don't know there's a soft spot for the circus and i have lots of friends who are involved in that and uh i don't know i just like seeing seeing feats of skill and circus performers
1: are a fun group
0: yes don't you think yeah absolutely it's like
1: tangentially related, you know, I love that word now Mm -hmm. to like magic and so on. And there are things that overlap, but also there are a lot of like differences and things like that can be learned from each other.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it also just stems from kind of the environment and community that was formed around. Like, I mean, you hear about the, the, you know, the ringling train where everyone was just like, one big family on a train or sometimes i mean you'd have to get along because you were just like cooped up with everyone in the production uh in like tiny train cars uh so you you i think uh uh, a lot of times doing magic it's a solo performance and you're just kind of there with your in your case your crew or oftentimes me just solo performer so you don't have that kind of uh Family dynamic as much as with the other variety of performers as circus people do. Cir- right. Circus folk, we'll right. call them. <laughs> circus
1: folk. Yeah. Carnies. Uh, yeah.
0: No, uh, I think there's a small distinction between Carnies and circus folk. Uh,
1: yeah, probably. What are, are Carnies run the games at the like? Like fairs? a carnival.
0: I think that's where Carney comes from.
1: Yeah. I suppose that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Related nonetheless
0: Related nonetheless It's all one showbiz Matt We're all If you're performing We're all Kind of in the same Boat here
1: Let me ask you a question Yes Are you okay with us Moving on from the circus Is there anything I didn't touch on Was there
0: there cotton candy (laughs) Did you mention cotton candy I
1: didn't But there were treats Like popcorn And candy I didn't see any Actual cotton candy Okay Hey let me ask you One more question About the circus About cotton candy (laughs) (laughs) i mean if we've never provided value on this podcast before this is the episode where we're providing
0: it just me getting giddy about the circus
1: (laughs) um have you ever seen cotton candy where they actually let me tell you this i was in florida uh, a couple months back and they actually served at a nice restaurant it was called virginia in Mm. naples Yes. Weird name for a restaurant, Virginia. But I'll never forget it. Uh huh. Um, I guess that's a name. Is that a person's name, it's Virginia?
0: A... Regina? With an R? No, Virginia. Oh, like Virginia?
1: No, Virginia. Okay, that's probably not to be confused with Virginia.
0: <laughs> I don't think this is the uh, the 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 biggest detail to focus on in this story.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, it, I, it's memorable. Okay, so I'm in the restaurant. I'm at the restaurant, sitting outside. This is. um, couple months back and at the table next to me they serve cotton candy i didn't even know they had cotton candy but it's on an actual
0: head wait what like a, like, like a, a hair
1: <laughs> yes and the cotton candy was a it was like a severed head with cotton candy as the hair that's and they cool. served it to a child at the table <laughs> nearby
0: what was the expression on the head
1: <laughs> that's what i'm curious like, about like blank like
0: a mannequin wow Okay. Did you know? What do you think? This, huh? Oh, th- that's a great way to present it, but that's not the first time you've seen cotton candy served as a dessert in, like, a fancy-ish restaurant. Because, uh, if you recall, your bachelor party, when we were- They had cotton candy there? That was a dessert after our big meal. <laughs> I don't think I- Yeah,
1: see, I don't did think we, we actually get it?
0: No, but we oh, saw okay. it being served to other people. <laughs> but not on a severed head. No, on just a plate I think. That, Got that it. is fun.
1: <laughs> it was a little disturbing to be serving it to children.
0: Just like a decapitated head. 100%. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. If if what you're picturing is not disturbing, you need to kick it up a notch whatever you're visualizing.
0: <laughs> How was the dew though? Did the dew look like uh like nice? Like uh It looked delicious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever call it fairy floss? That's Never another, even heard of Fairy that, Floss. That's another name for cotton candy. No, I'm not even familiar with it. Yeah. I guess that's a thing. I, fairy was it, floss. Where'd or, you hear that? I mean, it's just, I, it might be a regional common, thing. But yeah, common I guess knowledge. It's a, it's a thing.
1: So, what's we, up with you? We can move on from the circus now. <laughs> what's going on with you? Have you been living life for the pod?
0: Uh I did a couple shows. I uh I had a Zoom show. Uh <laughs> And uh, this was the first time, uh, you know, every time, uh, you know, I do a bunch of different types of uh, clients. Uh, This one happened to be a temple. So I actually sat through like Shabbat services a little bit for the first time in a long time since maybe like growing up, maybe (laughs) like like high school, middle school. Like I'm not super religious at all. I'm barely religious. Uh, Forgive my
1: ignorance. I feel like Shabbat is often followed by Shalom. yes.
0: That is what you say, but Shabbat is the, uh, the the day of rest on the weekend. So Friday night, Saturday, in the Jewish faith. Uh, so they they were doing a gala for their congregation uh, to thank a lot of the people that helped them uh, move everything from the services into Zoom for their community. So they wanted to thank all the tech people that were involved in making that happen throughout the year and pandemic. And I was part of the entertainment so they opened up with some Shabbat prayers and, uh, right I, into the mind reading? And then they acknowledged the uh, the honorees and then right into the mind reading. So, how long of a set? Uh, I did like 45. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, 45 minute set.
1: Was uh, there any other entertainment? Because you said part of.
0: No, I mean, just it was mostly a recognition kind of gathering for these helpers that helped right. them. And, uh And, uh, But yeah, man, uh, you know, hearing the prayers and all that stuff—it's been so long. Brought (laughs) you back to kind of sit there and just wait for my cue. I didn't think that my opening act would be, you know, religious worship in any way. But uh, is that a tough act to follow? I feel like yes. They were great about it. I think there's—I mean, this congregation has some performers in their in their blood. I mean, the rabbi and the cantor are spot on. They're great. Singing voices. It was was good. It was good. It was entertaining. I don't know if you're supposed to say religious services are entertaining. (laughs)
1: But I'm saying the tone of a religious event is it was it celebratory, where it's like fun to do a show after, or is it? Yeah,
0: it's you're not following a bummer like sermon or anything like right. that. Right, that's yeah, yeah, what yeah. I'm picturing. Right, this this is, yeah. Okay. This is you know you're celebrating the the weekend, essentially the day of rest. So everyone's kind of in a jovial mood. Yeah. You, you light right. some candles, you drink a little wine. Yeah. I can't think of an
1: example, but certainly I'm sure we both have them where you just got to go out on stage after some real downer Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and sort of pick things up. And now all of a sudden you're supposed to do a show. And like it's hard to even expect the audience to be able to embrace a show. But luckily, this sounds like it wasn't like that.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I have a few Jewish jokes. Those played well for this audience, obviously. (laughs) Sure. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was a great show. I had a good time. Um, Had a little bit of a camera problem, and I wanted to bring this up because it's one of those things. it's, It's like I always feel bad when something with the tech happens, and it's just sometimes the tech isn't doing the thing that it's supposed to do, even though I, you know, tested it out for hours and hours prior. And, you know, so my camera just randomly shut off in the middle of my show.
1: Now, I'm not aware of you using iMac. So is this a new thing you're doing all the time? This is for my Zoom show. Oh, this whole show is on Zoom? This is all on Zoom, yeah. Oh my God, the whole time I'm picturing you there in person at the thing. No, no, no.
0: Oh my gosh. It wasn't a socially distanced show. I'm sitting at my computer watching a Shabbat (laughs) service. I
1: want to go back and see if you mentioned that or not because it was unclear to (laughs) me that this was a Zoom show. Maybe I wasn't
0: clear. I don't know. No, you might have said it. I might have missed it. I don't know but now it's even more important that my camera went out because that's the only way of them seeing me so (laughs) um i have luckily and this is one of the lessons that i've learned is like you always have to have backup plans especially when you're dealing with a lot of tech stuff so i have programmed into my little stream deck here that controls a lot of my show uh a kill safe button, and it just uh when if my camera my main camera that's like a nice hd camera if that doesn't work for some reason I could hit one button and it automatically switches to my laptop camera so okay. i had to use it but uh Great. i wasn't thrilled i had to use it but i'm glad i had something programmed to keep the show going yeah uh, the
1: quality is not the same but right. at the
0: same time it still works it works and you know and you can do the show and people i like are understanding when tech happens because again i checked everything prior to the show i kept it all going after the show t- couldn't recreate what happened it just wow that's the
1: most unsettling.
0: That's the part that I hate the most because it's not something that I can do to fix. it's just like why isn't the tech doing the thing that it's supposed to do like, right you have one job up. yeah exactly so uh, so yeah that's just, I think that's a learning um, lesson for everyone especially in performing is have backups when things go wrong because you never know when you're gonna use them
1: you know yeah backups for everything. Backups for everything, that allows you to go from plan A to plan B without the audience knowing. And that's one of the things with, forgive me if I'm diving too much into sort of magic, mind-reading, variety arts here. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, if Matt, you're listening, you don't mind.
0: That's what the uh, podcast is. That is
1: true. It's, it is <laughs> called Mind Over Magic. Um, but it's, a, it's easy to forget that oftentimes with this particular art form and performance, people don't really know what the outcome is supposed to be except the performer.
0: Yes, exactly
1: So you can pivot If you do it smoothly That that people don't necessarily know That something even went different Than how it normally goes Notice how I said different instead of wrong Right. It just went differently than it went the night before Or whatever, but it doesn't mean it's necessarily wrong Whereas if you're watching I don't know why I always use this as an example For some reason it's my go-to If you're watching figure skating and they fall You know right away something went (laughs)
0: wrong because they're supposed to stay on their skates.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it just it's like every mistake in figure skating in figure skating just looks like a bad mistake. Right? I mean, yeah. they all kind of are telegraphed whereas like in magic it might be less noticeable that something went awry.
0: Right. Yeah, I don't I don't think you can really I mean, there's an artistic element to figure skating, but yeah, there's uh You have to be graceful and they're and they're being judged on form whereas (laughs) whereas they don't know where things are being are headed in our art form and it it kind of always reminds me of you know going back to improv training like some of those big mistakes that you make while yes ending at the top of the scene become the fun thing about the scene so you just kind of heighten that and go with it and you know you're not trying to pre-plan obviously because it's improv but you just take whatever naturally occurs those little happy accidents which is another thing from like bob ross and his paintings right he would always mm-hmm. do the little happy, happy accident yeah. and make that into a new tree or some sort of landscape thing as well so you know what bothers me what
1: that people are really hard on jugglers for dropping a club or dropping a ball or whatever mm-hmm. i think that that should be part of it I, I i always feel like like the general public watching a juggler if they like drop one they're like oh yeah but he dropped one he's not that good no that doesn't mean he's not that good like it's really hard yeah yeah i wish it was more accepted that that was part of the act kind of like how it's part of the act when the the guy in the high wire w- wobbles which is part of the act many times he's not actually losing his balance now he doesn't actually fall um but like i wish dropping a club was the same thing and that it wasn't
0: judged so harshly matt can i say how much i love that you brought this back to the circus <laughs> i'm gonna pretend it was on purpose now (laughs) but yeah no exactly uh i mean yeah as i if as a juggler you don't want to be dropping all of them all the time because then you're just a bad juggler but right uh, but like yeah every once in a while it's things happen things uh you know kind of uh flub up and it just kind of shows it almost is uh there's that principle in mentalism too is like if you're if you miss something you know a little bit it actually brings more credibility to everything else that you're doing because you know you are fallible and it's not just going to be right exactly the same way every single time there's no drama there's no right you know, high wire act like you're saying yeah it is
1: true for mentalism like missing something minor actually can make the whole thing stronger, but mm-hmm. I, it's hard to think of an instance in juggling where like dropping a club made it stronger, you know, and I wish it did. I wish it did. But, um, you know, here we are with juggling. People know you're not supposed to drop the club in magic. People only know that the trick is supposed to work and that you're supposed to be amazed. So if you take a different route to get to that end result or even a different end result, um, it goes without notice. And, and people ask me all the time, what do you do if there's a mistake or something goes wrong? Yeah. And, The truth is you know in in most cases it's really unnoticed
0: right they say you know often you know if you're just thinking of it as jazz too those wrong notes are the ones that you know they kind of lean into and sometimes it's about the notes you don't play so right so what if you're a juggler and you're a jazz juggler and it's about the the balls you don't catch That's fantastic! Did
1: you come up with that
0: just now? I hope I didn't lift that from a juggler friend. <laughs> uh, oh man, <laughs> I, 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 it could have seeped in. And uh, now that I'm thinking about it, but I, I don't know. It could be original to me. Uh, it's but great not, to repurpose
1: it here, no matter what. Even if, if, not, if it is, I'm
0: gonna give whoever came up with that line a great shout out once we figure it out who it is. Someday <laughs> they're
1: getting that credit if it was them. It's no, a- that's really good. Yeah, I've heard it. You know, I'm going to th- – this is lifted from somewhere, too. Yeah. But, like, there is a quote about, like, uh, in jazz, playing the wrong note. Like, if you play a wrong note, the uh, the course of action is to play it again.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or hold it longer. Yeah. To make it seem intentional. I mean, that's how – jugglers would end the set you know if you're doing a long set and you drop the ball that's the ending and just you pretend like that was supposed you let to let them happen. all fall you let them all fall you put your arms out for the bow <laughs> that's yeah. the signal for them to applause and then you're right. ready to go yeah it seems intentional <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, so here's another thing along this line of thinking too because this was something i also did the the scam show this weekend my third week in a row uh, I am off this coming week because I'll be in Baltimore, but um, um, every so often with these rooms, uh, we, we've talked about this in the past, sometimes you're only as good as your last show is the old showbiz adage, and uh, I had great rooms that I was performing for. There was a tuple, couple um, tricky rooms towards the end of the night for me, so I kind of left on a... Not as great as I wanted to leave the show, (laughs) just because I had to, like, work a little harder. And there was a room that was just like, you know, every once in a while this will happen. They're trying to figure it out, and they weren't really enjoying the performance. They were just, like, trying to call you out on things, me out on things. And, uh, like during the show? Yeah, like during my performance, which is very obnoxious. Like it's, heckling
1: is what you're saying.
0: Yeah, and it's, I don't know if it's called, it can be considered a heckling when it's you and four other people in a room, <laughs> but uh, hmm. it seems like uh, it's a weird intimate thing where it's like you're having a conversation, but they're not supposed to be really interacting that much
1: <laughs> um, yeah they don't have that many lines in the script yeah i think they do
0: exactly exactly and um i don't know if it was something where like i flashed a thing i was doing or something like that for just that one room but again that's the one of those like human error things that comes up uh and you know it i i, I know my skills and in, in what i do is good but you know every once in a while that'll happen i, I was, wanted to talk to you about flashing if uh for any technique in your show, if it happens, how you deal with it, uh how do you move forward and not beat yourself up over things. Cause I, I take those kind of things really hard and personally, but I'm also like I also try to learn from it too. So like even though this is a routine I've been doing for a long, 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 long time, I'm still trying to find ways to improve it and like see if I, I'm actually going through that piece again and rehearsing it so it's not on autopilot and just to try and like see if there's a way i can even make it stronger so we don't get that one out of you know how many people that are just sitting there trying to figure things out too
1: okay i make so mistakes. there's a lot there
0: there's a lot there
1: <laughs> no yeah i make mistakes all the time i feel like i think mm-hmm. more often than not the flash we think it's worse than it is mm-hmm. so like something feels exposed
0: and we should um, we should explain what flashing is it's not that kind of flashing <laughs> like right it's right. Like when you're doing a card move we'll, we'll do it in the sake of cards uh so we don't go into specifics of let's say a card is ad. palmed in your hand yeah and you you see a little bit of the card that you're not supposed to see while it's supposed to be hidden for example yeah let's...
1: so the hands are empty but then you yeah. notice that he has a card palmed yeah. secretly hidden secreted in his hand
0: not, um not like a trench coat and you're going around flashing people <laughs> right right <laughs> that's a different meaning. <laughs> um (laughs) but in terms of magic so so yeah flashes happen every once in a while to the best of us yeah and i think
1: i think i so i'll just give a couple scenarios i think like in the first case is like um we know what to look for so like if we even go back on video and go oh that flashed chances are like maybe even close to a hundred percent of the audience has no idea that there was any flash or like they don't know what they saw
0: yeah, exactly. And
1: they don't even know that they saw something that they weren't supposed to see. Mm-hmm. Again, goes back to not knowing what, what the outcome is supposed to be. Now, having said that, there are, of course, instances where um, a flash is pointed out by an audience member, like sure. you're saying in this yeah. instance. Or they say, oh, yeah, but you just put that under the box or, or whatever. They, they say whatever it is that you just did. They actually say it, which yeah. I prefer because now sure. I know what they know.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: So if something like that ever happens, and I've had it happen probably countless times over the years, I think le- much less so right. uh, now, <laughs> um, <laughs> partially because of, of experience and also partially because of the environments in which I'm performing don't really allow for, yeah, uh, you know, as much of uh, that to happen. But anyway, uh, a theater that, that you perform in every night is a very controlled environment.
0: Yes. So that's exactly. part of it, too
1: um but if there is an instance where someone say points at something and goes oh yeah but you just put it on the bottom of the deck okay couple things they're probably wrong number one right
0: right right right.
1: let's say they're at let's not let's just that's a whole different conversation let's not even get into that Mm -hmm. let's say they're absolutely correct they saw you do exactly (laughs) what you did sure i think the best thing to do is like i i I it's it's all case by case, but I generally will like acknowledge it and be like, Oh yeah, it's on the bottom because if I do this and I wave the hand now it's changed and it's a different card. Like I will literally pivot into a different effect that like one ups it. And I, and I, whatever Mm -hmm. method I use, I won't use it again. So like, if I know, Oh, this person's super hip to a double lift, I will just do things that don't involve a double lift. And that's exactly. That's a j- technical exactly. jargon. Right. But like, that's what I would do is I would pivot to something else immediately fast. Like, just like, oh yeah, it's on the bottom now. But if I wave like this, it's actually gone from the deck completely or whatever, yeah. whatever is happening. So whatever they saw you do, I don't know if it's as easy to do in mentalism.
0: Right, a lot of it's logic based and the psychology that's behind it that makes it deceptive. And uh, but but like you're saying, you're you're using a different technique because if you if you cross uh, your techniques and you can have that repertoire so that one cancels the other, you're closing that door for them even though they think one is working. Then it couldn't work doing it this other way. So I kind of had to do that in the moment to be like, yeah, you're you're thinking along this line of logic, but I, I was trying to actually have him deduce it out further because I was like, if that's true, go back to when I was working with this other person. And then you can see that that can't be true, Mm -hmm. but you can only do that so much while you have a short little set and you're like trying to get the show going and then like stick to your time and then move to the next room. So it was just like a lot happening at once. And, but again, still, like I said, it's a routine that I've done for a long, long time, but I'm going to still be revisiting it. And there's always things to learn and, have I seen it? it? Make routine? it smurt make it uh make it even stronger. But um it's uh, uh the holiday holiday routine that I yeah. do with uh okay. you know, guessing people's Halloween costumes and first crushes and such. So
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I mean those are things that we just need to uh, you know, experience helps us how to do it. I think you were going down the right path by like having them take it further. Usually people aren't, um, they just want an answer. So like I said, most of the time people are very confident. I see this more and more now Mm -hmm. on like social media in particular, like comments will just be confident statements, not questions, but statements of how a method was done, how a trick was done. And I'm like, wow, I admire your confidence, but no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Sometimes they just want to say something like, especially on the internet, just to Mm. show that they for themselves, know how this could be possible, even when they're wrong, because it doesn't matter if they're discerning. right. they're
1: not discerning. They're not discerning at all. It's amazing that people mm-hmm. will really just be like, "Oh yeah, uh, it's just on the back of it," and it's like, "Yo, the magician showed the front yeah, and back." Yeah,
0: yeah. That's what. What the do closing, you mean it's on the back? Closing the doors. We try to eliminate all possibilities, you know, to make it impossible. But there are those people when you perform that they are only there. Their enjoyment is trying to figure things out. Sometimes you'll get those types of people and you, you try and get them <laughs> oh out of gosh. that, that mode.
1: Right. <laughs> you have such disdain for that. When, as you said it, those types of people the look on your face <laughs> that are, that are well, too discerning because
0: they're just people that just want to like, they're not having fun in the moment and letting go. I mean, sure. You can like work out how something's done after the fact if you want, but while you're watching a show, be in the moment. I, I actually it. think
1: it's almost impossible. I, I, mm-hmm. I think it's really funny to think that like, sure. Maybe someone is satisfied by like getting a broad stroke of like maybe how something was done. But like the truth is the reason that's not fun is because it really is impossible to really, Right. figure out i i honestly believe this this is crazy but to if know you the see a,
0: exact details that go on yeah because there's I think a it's lot new, happening yeah
1: yeah like if you don't come from uh this the background of uh, a, a magic background i think it's probably nearly impossible to figure out most um decent magic performances
0: would you agree uh i think there's like principles people can pick up on but yeah knowing everything like minor all bits but what together.
1: what what good is it if you picked up on one part uh yeah how was that i mean i just maybe that's a small win or something i don't know yeah
0: it's that same reason people are posting on your youtube videos or instagram of saying they know how it's done doing it because they don't want to feel like they're quote there's some people that approach it like like it's an adversarial relationship they feel challenged if they feel challenged or fooled they gotta Mm. save some face by showing that they know a little bit or something like that but it just
1: shows it just shows um it, it shows uh I don't know. It shows your whole hand when you when you come out with a statement that's just false.
0: (laughs) It's just so wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't know because I'm pretty honest as a mentalist of what it is and I don't claim psychic powers or supernatural anything. I'm telling people it's magic and some psychology all blended together, which it is. Uh, But I know there's people, especially skeptic people who like take pride in the skeptic community to like debunk anything that resembles psychics. So I don't know if mentalists get that more or less because there's people that buy into it more as well. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's also people who want to be like, if you're even like sniffing around the idea that you're psychic, they're like, I'll call you out on it to prove that I know that this isn't real. And it's just kind of like what we face, depending on what you claim at the beginning of your show.
1: You know, it's just like the juggling thing. It's disappointing that like jugglers aren't allowed to, to drop a club. It's also disappointing that like, I feel that most people don't really um, appreciate magic you know, in 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 a way that I think it could be appreciated, but
0: yeah, yeah, and that's why it's it's interesting to see the people in the audiences who you know have learned a, a magic trick or two, or like have uh you know dabbled in magic, so they know some principles, and then when those principles are used against them, it's always the best feeling in the world because oh, they right. can appreciate what's going into an effect and you know all the all the stuff that you're not supposed to see because that's that's the true difference between magicians and jugglers right is you both spend so much time practicing but jugglers let you see the result of that effort and magicians are trying to hide that result of that effort
1: right right
0: but magic is
1: one of those things i think the further you delve into it the more you do appreciate it
0: absolutely and And you know what else i appreciate matt i do I appreciate riddles because it's time to move on. Unless you had one more thing you wanted to add it, or no?
1: I was going to do the same thing. You were going to do, do doing. the same thing?
0: You're the mind reader. <laughs> Diddle me this. Diddle me that. Will Eric end up stumping Matt? Riddles! All right, Matt. Here's a riddle. Uh, Jeff is camping outside Bemidji, Minnesota with only oil lamps, a candle, and some birch bark. He only has one match. Which should he light first? First of all, I love that this riddle takes place in Bemidji, Minnesota, which I've been. I believe you've been as well. I know it from from colleges.
1: I can't guarantee whether I've been there or not. I might yeah. have booked you there.
0: That's true. That's true. <laughs> Bemidji um, is also home of the uh the the babe the blue ox like oh, sculpture. I'm not, yeah, I'm, like, I don't know paul bunyan and babe the blue ox you know them
1: i know paul bunyan but i don't recall babe the blue ox i know babe the pig in the
0: city though (laughs) babe the blue ox is paul bunyan's like giant ox oh okay yeah so they have a statue of them in bemidji i believe and it's
1: not as tall as the (laughs) statue of unity
0: in (laughs) india that's a callback to last episode, so check that out. <laughs> All right, so you want the riddle again, or, are you, or do you have um, it? You y- you basically,
1: it? I need to know which he lights the fir- the first, and there are three items. There was a match, and what are the other two?
0: Uh, Well, there was Je- Jeff is camping outside Bemidji, Minnesota, with only oil lamps, a candle, and some birch bark. He only I, has I, one okay. match. Which should he light first?
1: Oh, I don't really quite understand what birch bark is. Is that just firewood?
0: Yeah, that yeah. For this, for the purposes of this riddle, yes. But like, and I don't know how an oil just, lamp works. Just like um, uh, bark from a birch tree. You've seen a birch tree? I know what a tree is. Like a birch tree, though. Have you seen I, those? I, I know what I know. I, I know <laughs> what a bonsai a, tree is. <laughs> yes, we all know you have a bonsai tree you take care of every day. Uh, <laughs> You just soak it in that water. Uh, it's uh, the, bir- <laughs> the birch trees are the ones with like the white papery bark uh, that you. Oh, and maybe. There actually, there was a was there a poem or a story by someone? Oh man, my facts are all over the place now. Where uh, like birch trees are like really bendy. Like they like you can like climb up to the top and like bend over and they won't like snap. They look like they have a white film over them. Yeah.
1: Okay, maybe. So he's got some birch bark, he's got an oil lamp, which I don't really understand the workings of an oil lamp.
0: Yeah, but I always think of like those old timey like you're going to take the oil lamp off the wall and go down like a secret passage. But I it. don't know
1: how it works. Is it a flame? Is it electronic? I don't know how an oil lamp works. Do I need to know for this?
0: Yeah, you light oil and it like creates a lamp. Like Okay, got here. it. All right. I
1: th- this is yeah. All right. Um and I do know how a candle works. Okay, so good. <laughs> I was going to question. So why done? can't he just use the candle, like light the candle and then use that to light the oil and then use the candle to also light the, uh, or, or, or the, the wood? Like, is there a reason he can't do that?
0: Um, I mean, so you're saying you're going with candle
1: first. I'm just asking why it couldn't be the candle. Like, I feel like that's not the answer, but like, there's I feel like it's a trick question, but like, it is why couldn't question. it be, why couldn't it be the candle?
0: Well, because you just like uh me working through the logic uh go go even further with the logic just like going through the logic with my uh, yeah right i need member. to be discerning yeah But
1: yeah. <laughs> well, have... like but i am asking myself the question why hmm. couldn't it be the candle would the can the candle wouldn't go out you, you're saying you can't really realistically use a candle to light wood is that our, why our,
0: our, our, no, our are candles like just always on
1: they don't go out unless you blow them out.
0: Yeah, but how we how how did how are you starting with the candle?
1: You because so, you light the match. Oh, I thought you used the match to light one of those three. Oh, is that this is that the solution? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! You did
0: not like this riddle, but yes, oh. Oh. you start with the match. You should light the match first.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. All right.
0: All right. The the. the the moment of disappointment that came across your face was so delightful <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm glad that was worth it for you
0: <laughs> so yeah in order to light the candle or any of the three you got to start with the match I like the those- only
1: reason the only reason I'm giving you leeway for choosing that that uh, <laughs> riddle is because it's been 42 episodes so <laughs> okay. you know I can I can understand the uh, difficulty
0: whoa what do you mean it's a good riddle you got it wrong. Or right, eventually. But but you started with Candle. Anyway, uh, let's jump over to trivia. I didn't understand the question. question. Then he stares at it. Eric's at the ready. Time to use his wit. Pressure. 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 Trivia. Pressure. Trivia.
1: Listener submitted trivia on Instagram by Namita at underscore Namitasha underscore you nailed it showbiz related okay longest running broadway show
0: i think i know this without choices really yeah i think i do i do like a good broadway show do you want to hear the choices before um well i think it was another show before it closed Ooh. you want to lock in an answer
1: and not say it yet write it down
0: I'm between two now because I'm thinking uh, that might be off-Broadway. I know one of the—is it is it is it longest current-running show or longest-running show ever? Do you know? Longest-running
1: Broadway show. I don't believe that it needs to be current.
0: Okay, give me the choices then because I was originally going to say— I'm I'm going to say my answer first just to see if it's one of the questions. First thing that popped in my head, Phantom of the Opera. It was, it was most
1: shows, basically. Just to clarify the question, most shows. So, And I believe I have the numbers, and I believe they're actually accurate okay. because pandemic. So, so it's not now, changing every day.
0: Now knowing that, um, I believe uh, The Fantastics was another one that was always uh, one of the longest running. But go on. What are the choices? A, Lion King. Okay. B, Cats. hmm That came to
1: mind, too. C, Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. D, Mrs. Doubtfire.
0: <laughs> well, first of all, you must have added that last option.
1: <laughs> oh, I did all the options. The okay. <laughs> question, yeah, I should clarify. The question itself was, listener submitted, I added the choices.
0: I am looking forward to the Mrs. Doubtfire uh, musical that will eventually hopefully be opening still post-COVID. And I Supposedly expect, they are. I expect you to come to New York so we can see when it opens.
1: Yeah, I went to see it in in uh, Washington, uh, in Seattle. Yeah, where were they doing previews?
0: Yeah, Seattle. Yeah,
1: in Seattle, Fifth Ave Theater, Fifth Avenue Theater. Did you like it? Oh my God, I loved it. <laughs> okay, great. It was fantastic, and you should look on their Instagram. They, uh, I don't know if it was Mrs. Doubtfire or the the guy who plays the lead, uh, posted a really heartwarming, touching video that our friend Pesci told me about about announcing their return because they are real. They are going to actually open on broadway and by saying yeah i think i just gave away the fact that they've done zero shows on broadway so far well i already so knew that not, cause it
0: hadn't opened <laughs> i i think either
1: way you knew that it wasn't option d
0: yes exactly <laughs> um so originally i thought fantastics but i think that might be the longest running off broadway show although there's a, i know there's the play that like this one woman play that is like she's literally has like the, the guinness record of like off off broadway or whatever and she like never misses a show it's a strange show i i was supposed to go see it but i never saw it anyway um first instinct i thought of cats but that closed and phantom of the opera still running so i'm gonna go phantom of the opera final answer
1: with thirteen thousand three hundred and seventy shows phantom of the opera is our winner and so is eric dittleman
0: yes Yes, so we did Cats,
1: it. *A Lion King pretty close at 9302, 9302.
0: I have seen the Lion King. Mm-hmm.
1: And Cats at 7,485, Doubtfire at zero, Phantom of the Opera. Um, By the I way, actually, you, Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, no, no, you go.
0: Okay, I'll go. <laughs> I actually got to wear the one of the hyena costumes from the Lion Whoa. King and hold the little baby Simba puppet. Uh in the Lion King. So that was fun. Wow. That's that is fun. I haven't
1: gotten to see it and it came to Vegas at like the Smith Center, but like I don't want to see the touring version. I'm told I should see the actual Broadway version. So yes. when I had the choice of Aladdin or Lion King last time, I did I did Aladdin to see the flying carpet. So right. um, you asked me if I liked Mrs. Doubtfire. And I just mm-hmm. want to clarify you're talking to someone who flew to Seattle to see the play. <laughs> is there a chance if you book a plane ticket somewhere? <laughs> to see a ninety-minute production that you're going to have a bad time. I mean, pretty slim, right?
0: Maybe. I mean, pretty it all slim. depends on the music and the production of the show <laughs> and how it's written. And some things don't translate to the stage. There's been lots of movies that have come to Broadway that you know aren't necessarily good musicals. Uh, it but, did, uh, justice. But, it uh, okay, did justice. It did justice. I knew you were a super fan anyway, mister. You wore that for your Halloween costume.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, what the uh, theme of uh, theme songs here, I mean, what do you think about diving in the mailbag a bit?
0: Oh, yeah. Let's jump into the mailbag. The, the mailbag. Mail I've got mail.
1: Yes, I do. I'm uh, I'm looking through the box here. We didn't, we didn't uh, highlight any here, so let me just see what I can uh, pull up jesse miller hey jesse miller uh let's see what we got here i'll just give it a go this is fun i like it because it's getting more interactive now Mm -hmm. right where we can yeah be part of the conversation here uh it's a little nerve-wracking to read it without knowing what it's going to say out loud uh hi eric and matt in episode 41 you asked listeners to write in and say what we like about the podcast and how it can be improved oh boy oh are you nervous yeah (laughs)
0: I was was wondering why you asked people to do that last episode, man.
1: I know. I'm going to um, (laughs) – I'm I'm not going to censor whatever it says, just so you know. I'm going to just read verbatim. You don't have it in front of you, do you? No. uh, no. Okay. Uh, I love the podcast because it sounds like a couple of old friends chatting about life and times. That That is is true. true. That's true. So far, so good. You always have interesting topics to discuss, and it's very well structured despite feeling just like a chat. I I am loving Jesse. You are, you are a good person. Uh, (laughs) as, as, oh, here we go. As for improvement, Uh Uh (laughs) I think you're naturally improving each episode as you do them. It's been a great journey to listen along as you've gone through the pandemic. And now it's really warming to hear you're coming out of it. I hope you keep on the natural path with this podcast.
0: Oh, that's very nice. Did you write this? No. Did you send this? (laughs) No, I did not. I feel like you said this. (laughs) No. That's a very nice email, Jesse. Thank you. There's more. Oh,
1: okay. (laughs) Uh, um, Improvements outside of the podcast I've mentioned in a previous letter. Patreon, merchandise, ways for fans to support uh, support you and the podcast who aren't able to see your live shows. Uh, I love what you do. Keep up the amazing work. You are more than welcome to use my full name or whatever you feel comfortable with. I'm Which I did already. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm glad they said that since you
0: just blurted it out at the start. <laughs> well, I don't normally read the mail, so
1: I'm not You're, accustomed to yeah. doing just the first name. That was my bad. Thank you, Jesse.
0: <laughs> yeah, I figured I've been reading the emails and the mailbag. Give you a go. <laughs> it's harder than it looks right <laughs> yeah
1: no but thank you so much but um i want to know where jesse's writing in from so jesse if you don't mind sending us a, an additional note if it's not too much trouble i'd love to know where you're listening from
0: yeah we'll just say if you want to write us any emails as well uh please write in because matt loves to know where in the world you're writing in from but uh email us at mindovermagicpodcast@gmail.com. at at And, uh, we'll, we'll pluck you, hopefully from the mailbag at some point. But, uh, I think Jesse makes a, uh, fantastic point about, uh, you know, um, Monetizing this in some way, and we've discussed it a little bit. We should work on that, Matt. Uh, maybe have some fun uh, Patreon rewards. We- we'll just have to sit down and like discuss some cool, cool things, and uh, and eventually we'll get that. Maybe we'll wait until after you don't uh, open your show again. <laughs> so I love,
1: I love how you're bringing it up now on the podcast to really put pressure on. Uh Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. In fact. It would be a goal, but I know that your goal is to focus on the show right now. So yeah, it's definitely gonna be uh, in the near future. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll keep uh, chugging along with these uh, episodes. And thanks for listening; we definitely appreciate it. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to come up with something cool for like a uh, reward system if we do like a Patreon or at yeah. Least come
1: to think of it, come to something. think of it, at the circus. Uh, our friend Matt, he was wearing his uh, ICS hoodie. Yeah. He was he wearing from- his podcast theme hoodie. It said something like it's not a cult or something.
0: Oh, his is definitely a cult though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well no, no, the shirt said it was not. Oh okay, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like look, the I'm scam- going straight to the source. Like huh? the
0: scam show says it's a secret society. Please don't visit our website.com. They don't want people to come, yet the word keeps getting out there. So yeah. we have friends who are liars, is what I'm saying. <laughs> professional I think liars.
1: That's magicians are professional liars. <laughs> so no, thank you, Jesse. That was really nice. And, and yeah, anytime we nice. engage in a conversation like this, I I I love to know where you're coming in from. So even if it's just a separate note that says, you know, New Jersey or whatever, like I just it's good to get perspective on who you are, what you do, and what's what's going on.
0: Yeah, yeah, Matt. Matt, I gotta walk back uh, a comment that I made on a previous episode. Uh-oh. Um I mentioned how much I do not like pranks. Yeah. I watched the Eric Andre movie. Yeah, Bad Trip. Bad Trip on Netflix. And I loved it. It was so Whoa. fun. Oh. Um, and it's because I think Whenever there's a category of something that you don't like, there's going to be exceptions to it. And I think they Whoa. just really did it well done. It was it was just over overly well done in terms of not just the, the pranks. The way that they did it as a movie is they integrated the storyline and then the pranks were just kind of like added in. So they weren't going out of their way to do these really absurd pranks that didn't make sense to the story. It was all one story and also just the positivity of, like, his character and his sidekick Lil Rell's character uh, was so fun. Yes, there was still some gross-out stuff that I didn't love, but I still laughed at the majority of the movie out loud. And Tiffany Haddish Whoa. is very, very funny. So if you haven't seen it, I recommend it, Matt.
1: That's huge. I, I've seen the, the ad for it on Netflix. I've honestly, I think you've like rubbed off on me quite a bit with like the whole disdain for pranks thing. Like, yes, I get it. Like I want the person being pranked to enjoy it just as much as the person doing the prank or more, mm-hmm. which is kind of your thing, which isn't always the case. And uh, so I purposely didn't even click on this because like I've started feeling sort of empathetic to the person being pranked more so than I normally would.
0: Right. And I will tell you this, if you stay through the credits, it's my fa- one of my favorite parts. And I was laughing so loud, uh, because they show the moment they cut the scene and then the actors come out and they like reveal to the people that it was a prank. And they're the people who were pranked were having a blast and were laughing so hard and we're in on it and we thought it was so great. So seeing those reactions after the fact just made it even more, you know, positive and heartwarming. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I love that. I always want that moment, like on *Impractical Jokers*. They don't show it, but I would just love to see the moment when they're like, "You're all on a TV show." Yeah, that's such a fun exactly. moment. And like, you wonder, does the producer just come out? Do the guys say it themselves? You know, um, you know. I, I've always loved the Carbonaro effect, but my least favorite moments are the ones where they really scare the hell out of somebody.
0: Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So uh, I, I had fun with this, and uh, just like again, they seamlessly, seamlessly interweaved the pranks and it's it's very different in a way like Borat did it more with like trying to like own the certain groups he was targeting in his movies and like trying to like make a political point a lot of times so some of them were a little bit more forced even though it was in the context of a movie it seems but this just was like all one coherent piece and I think that just goes with any art form is if it, if you see it done really really well mm. it can change your opinion or at least have one example of it going right or you know transcending the is the genre were they the same marks the whole time is that what you mean by that or no no they were different oh, okay. different people they're on a okay. there's a loose premise of they're on a road trip a bad trip and they're going from like town to town to town but the, because i think there was a beginning middle and end for the scenes that they were doing cuz their characters needed to like go in a certain way they just like like there was there's a moment i don't want to give away anything cuz i do want yeah, you to don't. see it but they like some of the pranks are just them in character Having real moments with each other as if the characters were, but doing it in a weird public place that normally this wouldn't occur, and you're just like watching everyone's reactions, reacting to this like conversation or interaction. Uh, so it's like those kind of pranks are really interesting because it's more of like a social experiment in a way of like wow. what would you do in that situation? So,
1: wow, I don't know. um, I recommend on, it. I definitely look forward to checking it out on the other end of the spectrum. I watched a prank show on Netflix. I think you would absolutely despise it. Now I can't recall the name, which is probably better that I don't even say the name. But anyway, did you ever watch Stranger
0: Things? Yes.
1: There's a kid in that show who this is his show on Netflix.
0: I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yes. Have I you ever seen name. an episode? No, I know the name. I know. I know. I don't know the name of the show, but I know that this the kid from Stranger Things was doing like a kind of like a Ashton Kutcher punked version of that sh- you know a show. Um,
1: I mean, Punked was all right. Compared, Punk was like I enjoyed watching Punked as a kid. Um, so like I'm not anti-prank, but the the idea of this one is that you basically are pranking someone to like making them feel like they're in a real life horror movie.
0: Oh, geez, I would hate that so much. (laughs)
1: Like they're literally like the first one I watched. The first episode, I think it was the first episode, was like, um, you, you know, a party planner was being pranked. She had to like go plan this like little girl's birthday party at like a a, a very wealthy family's home. And the little girl never showed up. And the dad was like super weird and freaky the whole time. And then he came down dressed as the little girl. Like he was the little girl. There was no little girl. There were no other kids. And he was trying to poison everyone with cupcakes. Oh no. And everyone else was an actor like dying from eating the cupcakes. And he's telling her to eat the cupcakes. That's, I was like,
0: why would you do that to someone? I mean just I don't like, know that's that's like the uh, there was a a viral clip um of like an elevator and there was like a secret panel and like, right. like a girl dressed like the girl from the ring or something and just yeah in it. it's like I don't know, man. It's like one I hate horror movies to begin with. Do like, you really? Unless they're like super campy, then like I can find fun in it. But I just don't think the the feeling of being scared is a desirable feeling to have. Hmm. I mean, we we as human beings are trying to avoid that feeling at all times. You know? I love so-
1: psychological thrillers.
0: I do like psychological thrillers. I just and hate, I have friends that love horror movies. I hate I hate horror movies and I hate like just random jump scares because it's like why 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 mm. why are we doing this? Uh, yeah, it's a cheap thrill, right? So yeah. so it combines two of my least favorite genres. So <laughs> thanks gotcha. for bringing that up. Now uh, uh, we are we're gonna have to um, start to wrap up soon, Matt. But I did want to bring up the that genre kind of was done in a magic setting a long time ago. With uh, some friends of yours way back when, do you remember the show? Was Th- it called them? them? I had
1: never seen the show, <laughs> um, but I mean, I've seen clips of it that that they showed me after the fact.
0: Right, that was the... totally
1: hidden. Extreme magic.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it that was, was kind probably of... the
1: first hidden camera magic show.
0: Yeah, I think it might mm-hmm. have been one of them, if not the first. Uh, and I, I, I think there was also one like uh, like there was like a Room Twenty Three type of thing too, mm. but that was a little bit more. Horror than magic, maybe, mm-hmm, but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it had that similar idea of like using magic as a way to prank people. And I only remember one clip that stands in my mind, and I think it was Rico, your our friend, uh, <laughs> Rico De La Vega, and uh, it was like he was like levitating or something, or no, no, he like was going out a door, and he put his hands against the door frame, and then he kind of like was like along the the floor, but like a little higher than the floor, and then just kind of shot past the door, like almost levitating horizontally. Can you picture that in your mind? No, I don't recall that. (laughs) But anyway, that's the moment I thought. And uh, I I think there's ways to do it well. Like I said, any genre can uh, surpass... You know, any any individual instance can surpass the genre. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I still think there's there's uh, there's hope for all these things. I'm not not fans of. Yeah, kind of but just because something
1: doesn't prints. line up with our morals or taste doesn't mean that it all doesn't make great television and that there's not right. an audience for it. You know, so that's why that's why it's created, I suppose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it doesn't exactly.
0: mean you have to create it. That's true. That's true. You know. Matt. <laughs> so just
1: a little word of wisdom.
0: <laughs> Goals, uh, man. Yeah, let's get to goals. I've seen some other stuff too. We'll talk about those another time. Uh I mean, we should just have like maybe that's one of our uh Patreon rewards. We'll just have like a uh, like a recommendation list of like things we watch and you can like we could post that and you can have access to that, like little recs.
1: Yeah, I mean maybe someday <laughs> we'll see. I love how you're just pushing it on the air just to see how I react. (laughs) I think we should just be open about our our, our conversation. I think we should only talk about it on the air from now on.
0: That's never going to get done, man. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? We're always here. We're always here. We got to work on this podcast between recordings sometimes, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, the, we uh, do that. Yeah. Uh, the uh, last week's goal for me was to uh, get going on my taxes, and I am almost done, man. Beautiful. It's one of those things I just, you know, you say it out loud on air to people, and you have accountability. <laughs> so, yes. uh I'm almost done with that, so I think next uh, week I'm gonna start looking to see if I can get a uh, maybe a website going for us. No promises, but I'll start, wait, really? I'll start looking at it. I think Whoa. if I have some time. Yeah. Holy, really? Yeah, well, I'm also working on my own website. Uh, no, no, that's, listen, that's, that's going. I feel like I could throw up at least like a splash page, or just like some sort of holding page.
1: Yo, we're on episode 42. There is no rush. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> no, no rush. There's clearly no
0: rush. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Matt, you're just working on the show. What, what's, uh, what's going on with the show? It's coming up soon.
1: Yeah, the reason we're recording a little earlier uh, than usual today, uh, going st- next five days straight into tech week. This is this is where we really get the show off the ground. So every single day going in, full days, running things, full tech. Man, this is where the magic really becomes magic. Oh, I'm thinking about maybe getting some behind-the-scenes footage and stuff. So that'll be kind of fun if, if people might you know dig into that.
0: Yeah. We'd love to see that. Let's see the process. Can you tease anything about the new show? Any new effects? No, no, not yet. Okay. Because we not talked yet. about the table. Yeah,
1: that's in. We're doing a little revamp on the look of the table right now. Okay. And uh, we're going to be testing uh, some new cameras today. Uh, lots of tech, hence hence the the term tech week. So the magic, we've come a long way over the past month or two. And now it's like, Boom! Tech. Now we plug it all in and make it all work. So
0: now, have you done a non like a start to finish nonstop rehearsal yet?
1: Um, not nonstop, but mm-hmm. uh, throughs that are that almost feel like doing a show. We've done.
0: And how are you feeling towards all of that? Big tech. Pretty stuff? great. Pretty yeah. great.
1: Uh, nervous Good. about some aspects. Sure. Um, like very nervous about a couple of moments, but like overall wonderful so
0: and and how the, how's the music coming along I, I saw you were getting suggestions and you were working on the music i've got just a couple of things to fill a couple
1: of places where i have like placeholders in or like mm-hmm. songs that i've used in the past that i'd like to change um but other than that other than like a couple of holes all those are filled as well
0: so if if you need i can do this as a favor to you i can send you some of my brother's jingles from this podcast if you need placeholders. <laughs> In your show during tech, tech Week,
1: yes, send the jingles just so I have them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just like in the middle, after your you know your big manipulation moment, you get a little. Diddle me this, diddle me that, will Eric end up stumping? Do you think Matt your audiences wizzles. will love it? Your I just feel so
1: it. dirty that it was played out of context. <laughs>
0: Think about it in your theater.
1: What, I've never said to edit something out before while we record this. I'm like, you might have to edit that out.
0: It just feels wrong.
1: And I also got nervous too because I felt like I was about to get quizzed.
0: Another, another. Just, you get the PTSD of that song playing. Like, oh no, I'm on the spot.
1: I hate pranks even more now because I feel like I just got pranked. Um, yeah, no, everything's going well. That's my goal. I'm laser focused on that stuff. So that that's where I'm at.
0: Absolutely. And you can get tickets to see Matt's show if you are in Vegas at
1: MattFranco.com, Matt with one T, M-A-T, Franco, F-R-I-N-C-O.com, Ticketmaster. You you search where it is that you buy tickets for Vegas shows and uh, start planning your trip because now's the time. We're getting through this. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Come on out and see us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, this weekend we had a little change of schedule because i'm gonna be in baltimore uh but originally we're gonna do friday saturday uh tickets in COVID times are weird sells sometimes so people were buying a lot for saturday not so much friday so we decided to consolidate all to one show on saturday but uh you know i'm still still Those still getting paid the same. So I'm doing one (laughs) show. (laughs) Love it. Uh, But I'm thrilled to be uh, doing, you know, the collab uh, with uh, Eric Jones from AGT and Fool Us and Francis Minotti. Uh, It's going to be the three of us on a performance together. And uh, also, um, shout out to Scott Alexander, who's booking uh, Magic Mania Theater. So this Saturday, uh, the 24th, you can go to fpxevents.com if you're in the Baltimore area. Or no, no, you plan a trip
1: to Baltimore. Yes. See, now this see is it. the second second offense. One was if you're in Vegas. No? No. Nope. One was if you're in Baltimore. <laughs> Follow my lead. I went to Seattle to see I Doubtfire. I was just going to
0: say, fly to Baltimore <laughs> as if it's Mrs. Doubtfire.
1: <laughs> I kid. I kid. I joke. You do what you want. It's your life.
0: <laughs> uh, hit us up on the socials at MindMagicPod. Thank you so much for listening. Matt, uh, good luck with tech. And uh, I'm going to have to get out to Vegas and see this COVID show. Uh, yeah so.
1: drive to vegas from new york
0: if i'm in vegas i'll check out your show
1: <laughs> whatever you can do to inconvenience yourself eric i want you to do it you personally
0: <laughs> all right matt that's gonna do it for us I'll great talk hanging to you. i'll talk to you next time all right bye-bye talk about the circus some more
1: (laughs) i hope you're still recording